the man, that kid there, who is the chick with the pick in her hair, Angela or uh, Davis, and we roll like it's Davis. It's 6 o'clock, Mutiny Radio listener. MutinyRadio.fm and .sf here for at least a couple more days. We find out on Tuesday, December 20th, whether we continue on living or whether we close the doors and let it go, let it go, let it go. There's no money here in San Francisco. Art is dead and capitalism is alive and well. So thank you for your two to five dollar donation for pre-sign tonight at the joke workshop. We have 17 comedians signed up for tonight. It should be a lot of fun. We're going to get started in a couple minutes when all the comics show up. So thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, chilling with you until next week. And then we see, on the 20th, we see either the doors are closed and I have a lot of shit to get rid of here in 10 days, or we clean the place up and start anew in 2023. We'll be starting the show in a few minutes. Enjoy music. I think I seen him wearing Timberlands and running down the block from Dwayne and Dwayne had a clock. Cause he be selling rock for the Partridge family and Ruben Kincaid drops a 300 E and he be pimping Chrissy from Three's Company plus he stuck Mr. T for all his jewelry. This is a 70s thing from the days when kids didn't act so crazy.
like we have a quorum of comedians, meaning five. I believe a quorum is five, so we'll start it up. All right. Uh, we don't have a lot of people on the list, so if you want to give comments, you can, but it's not necessary. If people have specific questions they want to ask, that's fine, too. Uh, we'll do four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. I'll most likely do it on a punchline, or I will try to do that so it doesn't distract you in some horrible way. And uh, yeah, you know, let's let's try to put the fun back in comedy, shall we? Um, uh, woo, woo. All right, your first comedian of the night. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Shout out to my son. Is this the one? Is it? Hello? That's there. We're alive. We are fully rocking, ladies and gentlemen. Woo woo. All right. So I was uh, I was walking. So I was walking down the street. Oh, I'm gonna try the other one. Mic check one two. I'll be recording. I'm cancerous. So you wouldn't want to answer this if you responded back with a battle rap. You wrote for cannabis. Anyways, I was walking down the street. And I saw a sign that said there was a $10,000, $10,000 reward for any leads that lead uh, this family uh, to the arrest of the, of the individual who killed their child. And it's, it's I'm going to take, I'm going to tell them that it was me. Right? Because now I'm going to get $10,000. And it was a murder for hire. So now they're going to prison. 
It's just the thoughts that go through my head as I'm walking down the street. Who has $10,000 saved up for leads? Like you could make a lot of money if you put that $10,000 into marketing, like and getting like real leads to sell people things. But you have it, you just have this fund for like if your child gets murdered, you just have like a, a rainy day fund of 10,000 on the dot, no more, no less. And then, okay, so like, cause I'm like looking at it like, a, it's kind of like a business in a way, like you have $10,000, what's your overhead? How long are you gonna be able to look for your kid and still have $10,000 to give to, for a lead? Cause if you, cause I feel like they're contractually obligated to pay me if I do have a lead on who murdered their child. Like I'm gonna want my money. Rain or shine, Pam Benjamin, I want my fucking money. All right? All right. Uh, people say, I, I don't know, maybe they don't say this, maybe I hear this in my head with the voices, but I hear that the people have been saying in my ear that, that, that bugs are like inferior to humans because they like, you know, they do like stupid bug, bug things like run right into a light until it dies. But we eat Tide Pods, so I don't think we're much better than bugs. I think if anything, bugs are smarter. They're getting to the light faster. And we sit here and prolong it forever and ever and ever. And we go to work and we work and we make money. And then you create people like Mark Neuer who look at a child being murdered as some way to make more money. I feel like Pam's mad at me because I'm a fat Elon Musk. I look like a fucking if Elon Musk ate food instead of Adderall. That's what I look like. All right, well, the Green Ranger's dead. He's dead. He died. That's what he gets for living. No, that's what you get for living. You, you die. Part of it. He killed himself, actually, over an argument with his old lady, like his wife or his girlfriend or some shit. They, they had an argument, a disagreement, a fight, and he, instead of karate chopping her into little pieces, because he is like a 10th degree black belt, which he could have easily done, just kicked her into the nether realm, took his own life because maybe he's a good man. That's a good man. I could never be a Green Ranger. If I had the capabilities of, because what are you going to do, cancel me? If I, if I was a 10th degree back, but what are you going to do? Are you going to cancel me? I'll kill all of you. All right. Thank you. Tenth degree black belt in his dreams. Mark Neuer, everybody. That was lovely. Do you want to give me Yeah, capitalism is fantastic. Um I know I like your I like your premise about about finding a child in, in capitalism. I think that that's spot on. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Clap Thank for you. Mark, Bye. everybody. Yay. Uh, I like it when he wears a button shirt because then we get to use the joke that the hardest working part of comedy is the button on Mark Nork's Mark Neuer's shirt. Who made that up? Because that's the best roast. Oh, oh. That, was, uh, that was Jorge Sanchez. That was a brilliant roast. Uh, Connor Marshall isn't here yet. Yay? No? He's not here? All right. Moving right along. You're an ex-comedian, a joy and a wonderment and a breath of fresh air to every room. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. For a generous Hey y'all, how you doing? 
so good to be here. Um, I've been having some philosophical thoughts lately. Like, does anybody wonder, like, the magic of white tears? Have we ever talked about that? Like, white tears, like, how important they are. Like, let's use white tears, for example, like Brett Kavanaugh's tears. Oh, my God, I can't believe you were telling me I can't, can't do that. Or um, there's that other, wait, who else is, oh, Lindsay Lohan has cried. Uh, not Lindsay Lohan, excuse me, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham has cried. And what does, oh, Kyle Rittenhouse cried, right? And then that crazy woman in front of um, Congress said, please don't let people be married for, or don't let careers get married. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, what, what's going on with that? What do we do with these tears as they fall? What is their power? Do they just suddenly negate everything that person has just said if a white person cries? What a, what a masterful power to be caught in a lie and just go, oh, my God, I can't believe you caught me lying. All right. We're trying different things tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's see. Speaking of jokes, does anyone know who Lindsey Graham is going back to that for a second? Does anybody know? Now, Lindsey Graham is coming out. I mean, oh, oh, has anyone seen the whole Herschel Walker thing happen? Okay, wasn't it the most uncomfortable thing you've ever seen, that picture of Herschel Walker sitting in between Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham. Remember that? And like, voteherschel.com, uh, voteherschel.com, voteherschel.com. It was the most uncomfortable picture. I was just expecting them to put him really back up on the auction block and, and check his teeth. <laughs> well, he is that kind of person, isn't he? I mean, that man can barely put anything together, but hey, some political jokes aren't working tonight. But we'll just It's okay. Let's see. Oh, yes. Going back to one of my things that I would like to talk about is musicals and how anything can become a musical, right? So my newest fantasy is creating music. Who's seen Mommy Dearest, the, mu the movie? No one, you, none of you have seen known, no, the Joan Crawford movie, right? No More Wire Hangers. Who's seen it? Come on. Maybe? So you, but you know the premise, right? So this, this thing begs for it. This begs for a musical. You can, Right? I mean, it would open up with the dirt's fault, right? Right, or uh, bring me the axe, or another great hit, I will always beat you. To the great crescendo of No More Wire Hangers, and let's see, I think that's almost there. Um, okay, that's it. let's see what else I want to do today. Almost at my three minutes, right? Okay. So let's see what else I want to talk about. Okay, we'll just, I'll do one more song. Oh, it's from Little Orphan Fanny. It's a new one. It's called Hard Cock Life. Thank you. It's a hard cock life for us. It's a hard cock life for us. I'll fuck you, fuck me. Get down on your knees. It's a hard cock life. Thank you, guys. Brady Bears and everyone. I can't wait for you to write those songs, No More Wire Hangers. And I think they're going to be super cute songs. Like, especially you can belt different things. And even just the lines, you can choose different tunes. I think it'll be really funny. Because the beating of the, you can rhyme beat with anything, really. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. 
Yay, Randy Pearson. And with your jokes at the beginning about people in the news, I'm sorry. I don't know who any of those people are. I, I submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. So I have no idea what's happening in the world. I'm like, I think Herschel's like a black guy from from Florida. Am I right? Am I getting a gestalt right? I have no idea what's happening in the world, you guys. I'm just like, I can't. That's... Oh, my God. Like, Song of the South? Okay, now there's... You got to go back and spelunk some of those songs and bring those out. Because Song of the South, that's like a great little thing. Because Disney banned it from their own library. Because it's so ridiculously racist. And so you could just bring it back up and try to find some songs and change the lyrics and they'll be brilliant. Yeah. All right, you're a nice comedian. Oh, he's, he's just such a lovely human being. And he runs a new show at the Silver Cloud once a month. And you should check it out on Tuesdays. I believe they start at 7.30. And they did it last Tuesday, so I don't know when the next one is. But put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Oh, yeah. Thank you. No more wire hangers. Brady, dude, this city is getting ridiculous. I was walking downtown, and I saw a guy trying to give a car a coat hanger abortion. We're going to try new stuff tonight. Let's do this. Uh, did you know that if you type the Jew into your notes app, it'll autocorrect it to the Jews? Apple's out here saving careers. Hell yeah. That is not a lesson that most people learn for free. That is a lesson that most people learn as they're being escorted out of a broadcast booth. As like, uh, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, I, I absolutely regret my decision to imply that the Jew owns the media as Castellanos hits a home run to left field. Uh, what I meant to say was the Jews own the media. All right. I feel like you, you've got to double down now. That's the big thing. You can't just be like a little bit fucked up. You know, like a little bit racist gets you fired. A lot racist gets you a talk show. A little bit of fraud gets you in jail. A lot of fraud gets you two podcasts and a Netflix miniseries. If you're asking yourself, where is the line? What is like the, the top limit of shit I can do that won't backfire on me? And here's what we've decided. Um, if... You're going to accuse 20 dead children, five teachers, and their entire families of being paid actors in a school shooting hoax. Just don't list them out by name, you know? Anything under that and you're fine, okay? You can write a book about what you've done. You can write it about your struggle. Just don't name it my struggle. That's taken. Uh, boom. Uh, I'm Jewish. I used to get bullied all the time. Uh, kids at my school used to go Jew hunting, which is where you take a quarter and you roll it down the hallway and whoever picks it up, that's the Jew. I know. And I was always like, like I told my teachers and I was always confused why my teachers never did anything until they bought the new football field with loose change, which I thought was, it, it felt kind of like a shot, like, like kind of mean to use it on the one sport that no Jewish mother would ever let their kids play. Like, that that money should have gone to some table tennis or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, did that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a weird time to be Jewish. It's a scary time to be Jewish. So there's this thing right now um, at the German consulate, and this, this is true. So um, I applied. There's this thing where if you can prove your bloodline up to your German ancestors and prove that you got kicked out of Germany, you can get German citizenship. And I went to apply this thing and is literally booked for the next eight months. 
Do you have any idea how scared Jews have to be to be going back to Germany for help? That is terrifying. That's like when you watch Tom and Jerry and you see Tom put out the sign for like free cheese and Jerry's like, I know I shouldn't, but <laughs> I feel like I have to. All right. I hate all these stereotypes. There's that, you know, Jews are cheap. We're not cheap. We're frugal. There's a difference. We just don't want to be taken advantage of. Like, here's the difference. It's small, but it's like a Jew will donate $1,000 to the Girl Scouts and then still go buy the off-brand Samoas at Target, you know? Because five fifty for a motherfucking cookie? No, thank you. Um, all right, last one. Uh, I'm sick of all these stereotypes, though, you know? Like, there, there's the Jews are cheap and all that, and all these stereotypes I wish weren't here that are here, but there's some that I aren't here that I wish were here. Like, basketball was invented by Dr. Joe's, uh, Dr. Naismith. Uh, Basketball was dominated by Jews for like the first 40 years of its creation. I would love one time to go play pickup and have someone be like, I choose the Jew, and then have someone else be like, damn it, I wanted him. Yeah, that's how we're going to end it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I choose Jew. Ah. Uh, I really, really, really think that the joke that I loved so much was your oblique reference to Hitler with my struggle. That was fantastic. And if people don't get it, fuck them. <laughs> because it's it's really funny and it's good that you don't like nail it on the head. It's like an oblique, like you're just like, ha my struggle's already taken. That's super, super, super funny. I liked it very much. Thanks, and I think that you can find a funnier sport than table tennis. Archery, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. On some. It, maybe, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what that uh, sport like is, but. Shuttlecock. That's right. That's badminton with the shuttlecock. Yeah. I, something, something basketball. About, well, I, and I liked the basketball thing at the end because I didn't know that. I love, I love real history and yeah. people's jokes. So go, go Dr. Herschel. Uh, and go Josh Koski. Clap for him. Yay. 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 All right. Funky music means your next comedian. No, there's no reference at all. It's all random. The music's all random. Uh, hey, he's new to the scene. He's a funny guy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Art G. Hello, everybody. Hi. <clears throat> Guys, I got matched with this girl the other day on Tinder. And her profile bio said, I don't have any kids on my own, so I don't date men with kids. So I start talking to her and ask her what she does for work. And she says, Child Protective Services, they're the people that take kids away from abusive homes. Have you ever heard of them? I said, of course I have. Thank God for them, because I wouldn't be able to date you if they didn't take my kids away. Um, I grew up, I, I was born in Armenia and I grew up in Russia for 10 years, so I still have a lot of family in Russia and I really want the war between Russia and Ukraine to end. Which got me thinking when it comes to that point when they're ready to sit down and negotiate a peace deal, who's going to broker that deal? Because Russia and Ukraine need a third party that they could trust to help them negotiate. And people have thrown around suggestions, obviously US can't do it because US has been supporting Ukraine, so people suggested countries like maybe like Turkey, but I have a better idea, I think it should be Adidas. Because nothing, nothing unites Russians and Ukrainians more than their love for Adidas tracksuits. 
Um, it's a bit of a stereotype, but the story behind why Adidas became so popular is actually really interesting. So during the Soviet Union, because of communism, everything was manufactured internally, from like cars to clothes. And the quality of this product was really shitty. It was boring. There was nothing sexy about it. Like right now, even picture Soviet Union, you probably picture everything in beige, right? So like the quality was shitty. But when the Soviet Union hosted the Olympic Games, they allowed their athletes to wear Adidas. And people saw that and f fell in love. Do you realize how shitty their clothing were that people saw clothes with three stripes on it and it blew their fucking mind? Like to this day, to this day, you go to former Soviet countries, you'll still see people wear Adidas tracksuits. To this day, that's what you call generational trauma. It's true. I lived in Russia for 10 years, right? And everybody wore Adidas tracksuits. My dad, my uncles, even my pet bear. Um, the other day I was hanging out with my sister and her friends. So it was a bunch of girls and me. And they were talking about how like sometimes when guys approach them and ask them for their number, they don't feel comfortable giving out their number because it's too personal. So instead they give out their Instagram. I was like, that's strange. So you don't feel comfortable giving out your phone number, but you give out your Instagram that has your full name, your location, and a list of everybody you know. Um, you know, as three things have made dating real difficult for me. First, inflation. Inflation has made dating real difficult. Not the economic inflation, just men exaggerating about how tall they are. Recession. Recession has made dating real difficult. Again, not the economic recession, just my fucking hairline. Depression. Depression has made dating real difficult. That one is not a joke, guys. I'm really fucking sad. That's all I got for today. Thank you. Art. Um, do you speak Russian? Wow. You speak three languages? At four. I challenge you to write a joke that involves other languages that you speak. Because I think that's cool. That's just a personal thing for me. But I think your jokes today but landed with everyone. understand it. What? No, but you can explain. I mean, I have some. I mean, I just like hearing other languages. I yeah. think it's neat. And plus, then it addresses your accent. And people will forgive you a little bit more. No offense or anything. <laughs> but you have a great. Your speaking voice is great. And your accent isn't crazy or anything. But. Addressing it, I don't think, would hurt you in any way. Um, I like that. So It was great. You, you heard everybody laughing. Your jokes landed, fucking landed today. That's Thank great. You. Cup it up for art, everybody. Yay! Music, prop, comedy like a champion. Don't, and, I, hey, and people say that I, I think that taking off the hat is, is cute, too. Um, yeah. But I also like puns. Oh, well, yeah. No, when you take it off, though, it's a great little, it's a cute little, it's a, it's, it's a nice little use of props. I don't have a problem with it. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Philip Fabian. Yeah, man. Oh, man. What, what, what a timeline we had over the past couple of days for news. First, you know, we had the Merchant of Death, the bigger, world's biggest arms dealer traded for a basketball player. And today, we had Elon Musk being brought on stage by Dave Chappelle last night at, 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 at a show. And he got booed. Like, what the fuck did Chappelle think was going to happen? Now we're going to cheer for this guy? Um, but, uh, been ranting recently, and one thing that I've decided that I really don't like, boxed wine. I think for people that are drink boxed wine, 
You're kind of in the same category as people that wear a tuxedo t-shirt. You think you're classy, but you're really just fucking trashy. Um, and the reason why I feel like people that drink boxed wine is just, you just can't be trusted with a glass bottle. Because uh, you're that dumb. Okay, let's just go with that. Um, let me see what else do I have here. Um, what? Abusive broke people drink. Okay, because you can never trust them with a glass bottle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and what else do I have with the box? I'm trying to go through here because I have a lot of shit about drugs, but I talked about that last week. Uh, okay. I think what's better, actually, is Molly. You know, has anyone here ever been rolling on Molly before? Yeah? I think Molly is the best place. I, the best place to take Molly is at a funeral because that way, it's the best way to get over your ex-girlfriend leaving you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, let me see here. Molly is awesome. I've been to a concert. Uh, you know, that, that's all I got. You know, it, it, thanks guys. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You've only done a minute and 30 seconds. You have to keep doing more jokes. I'm okay. sorry. All right. You got to make that work. All right. I'm going to just, I'm going to just do some throwbacks then, right? I just do some throwbacks. You guys are okay with that? Man, when I was 14, my dad caught me smoking crack. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, he took me to the tenderloin cause he wanted, and he said, uh, you know, you know, just to show me what crack addicts look like. And uh, he got on his knee and he told me, son, you got two choices in this life. You can keep smoking crack and end up like these people, or you could start a fucking business. What's it going to be? So I told my dad, you know, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to sell crack. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I used to work at a restaurant uh, when I was uh, 16, actually. Um, and... Um, and uh, we had this very VIP person. Her name was Nancy Pelosi coming all the time. Yeah, she used to come in and you, she always thought, she always said, oh, I knew the investors. I know the partners. I knew this place since the 80s. And I always have things custom made for me off the menu. And she asked for, for zucchini noodles, zucchini noodles. And I looked at my coworker. I looked back at Nancy. And I told her, bitch, this is the fucking Taco Bell. We don't have zucchini. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Anyone got any questions? Concerns. <laughs> um, I, I guess one more joke then. I guess I'll just throw back on this one. But um, I was so broke, I couldn't go to my friend's bachelor party. And I text John, man, how's your bachelor party going, man? Is it going great? He's told me, man, just blowjobs, blowjobs, so like you won't fucking believe. But when I picked him up from the airport, it looked like he had a good time. Because his jaw hurt so much, he couldn't close his fucking mouth. Philip, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> baby, and everyone. Hooray. Hey, um, one little thing, just technical thing. You have a tendency to have the mic really far away from you. You want to bring that. For me, it's no big deal because I modulate, I modulate the sound here, so I, I pump it up for you. But you might want to put it a little closer to your mouth for other venues just so that – because if there's – usually when people do a show, they, they set it and forget it, meaning they just put the board at one level, and that's what it is, and they won't bring it up and down. I bring it up and down for you. But So when you go to another venue, just – Think about putting the microphone close to your mouth. Just technical. And did you work at the Slanted Door? Or, I was just curious because I've seen Nancy Pelosi in the Slanted Door before. Okay, so you didn't. So you did work at the Slanted Door. And you did see Nancy Pelosi. I know. I saw Kamala Harris once there too. And that's really funny. And then I didn't understand. I thought we all got a, we all got a laugh off your joke about doing Molly at the funeral, but I didn't understand the post-punch of your girlfriend leaving you. I didn't, is she, oh, because she's dead. So you have to, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't get that. And so you have to, 
you have to kind of maybe telegraph that a little bit more for the for the dumb people. Am I the only one who didn't get that? I didn't connect it at all. I was like, so is it? I didn't understand. But if the, but the but we, you got a big laugh at a funeral is a great place to do Molly. So fucking rad. Little Fabian, everyone, yay! You're nice comedians, a fucking world traveler, you guys. Like, I follow him. I'm like, where? Where is he now? It's like he's like the Where's Waldo of Asian dudes. Put your hands together for Dan Guan. of Asian guys, and she's not saying that because I'm wearing these fucking round-ass glasses. Where's my red beanie? All right, all right. Oh, man, guys. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I travel around the world. I do comedy all, all types of places. One of the weirdest places I've, I've done comedy so far is I, I got the chance to perform at a nude music festival. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? 60 naked people in front of one fully clothed comedian. Who's watching who? Like, you know? Yeah. The hardest thing about, like, doing that show is that, you know, it can be so distracting. You ever heard that phrase, like, just imagine them all in their underwear? That shit don't work. <laughs> and the craziest thing is that when you look at it in the front, I'm just seeing everyone is, like, in couples. I see, like, these, like, you know, just imagine I'm just, like, in the front. I'm staring at this, like, really hot, uh, you know, couple, man and woman. And as a heterosexual man, I'm just looking at them both, and I'm just thinking, don't look at that guy's dick. Don't look at that guy's dick. Don't look at that guy's dick. Uh, that's cool. It's cool. Uh, Pam, no mention that I, I did. Tra I do travel a lot. I actually recently just came back from uh, London. I came back from the UK. Anyone been to London actually? Woo! Yeah, London's great. London's great. Spent a week there. Felt really weird because now I started to feel like I picked up a little British twang in my vocabulary, which just sounds really weird in San Francisco. Like I'll be going around to people and saying like, boy, that Niners game was rough in it. Like it just doesn't really, it feels weird, right? You know? But uh, I learned a lot about British society. Like, I have this one friend. Uh, she keeps telling me that she told me uh, that, uh, Daniel, that actually British TV is phenomenal because there's a lot of educational components you can take away from it. And I was like, wait, so you're telling me that I can learn something from watching Love Island? Like, that's just so... I need to know how this relationship ends, which is so crazy. Um... But the other thing, too, I recently learned about British people is that, you know, we say this thing that we, that Americans love British accents, right? But what I learned is that, no, British people love American accents. More specifically, British people love Southern accents. Like, once I'm at this one drunk guy at a pub, and he's like, oi, bruv, can you say things like, hello, or, oi, bruv, can, how, how would you say the, the treat that, that's like a crumble? So I'd, have to, so I'd have to say things like, howdy, or... Or or uh, peach cobbler. One time, just one guy just kept like egging me on. He's like, "Oi, bruv, how do you say fuck off?" To which I responded, "The way you say fuck off in Southern is hands off my gun." Um. Cool, cool, cool. Speaking of guns, actually, uh, yeah. The, the crazy thing is that also about British people is that they always assume that America is like a wasteland. You know. Like, I had just one, my one coworker, she came up to me, she's like, Daniel, I cannot believe that you live in America. Your society is fucking mental. The fact that you have free access to guns. Like, you have, we don't have guns in London. Which I was like, yeah, that's true. Because if I was getting attacked, I would like to be shanked then shot. Anyway, uh, but then she said that, like, don't you all have guns? Like, are, is, it, is it really true that you can all easily have guns? Like, that's so preposterous that you think that I just walk around San Francisco with a gun. I don't have a gun. Just only when my healthcare gets declined. That's really what, what my gun gun rights are. Okay, no, never mind. That's cool. That's cool. 
All right, we'll do this. We'll do this one really lame joke. Uh, I, I've been trying to date guys in San Francisco. I've been trying to date. Oh, oh thank you, Denise, for oh. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to date here, but the the crazy thing is that it's hard to date out here. One, this is the most San Francisco phrase I've heard recently. Uh, one time I matched with this girl on Hinge. Uh, I I got her number, and when I texted her, she's like, uh uh, I don't date guys with Android phones. I think that's a red flag. And I'm like, don't you mean that's a green flag? You know. <laughs> there we go. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Thank you. All right. We'll do uh we'll do one one lame joke. Okay. So uh yeah. So most of you guys know this. I actually grew up as the only Asian kid in my all white town. And uh, one of the weird things was that whenever my mom would call me, all my friends around me would just all of a sudden just stop mid conversation and would go, Yo, yo, let's listen to Dan. Which I always hate that because I always hate being like the center of attention. Like, why is everyone just listening to my my fucking conversation with my mom in Chinese? So one day when I tried to fuck with them, I basically like, I just basically reacted to this. When my mom called me, I just told her and whispered to her, I was like, Hey mom, I think they're on to us. Commence Operation Assassinate the President. Like, you know, just like this doesn't, okay, I'll work on that. Anyway, I've been Dan Guan. You guys have been dope. Thanks so much. Dan Guan, everybody. Yeah, not really making a plan to, <laughs> kind of illegal to try to assassinate president. That was really funny. I love your English accent. That was amazing. There's two, and it just tickles me, and maybe it's because I'm an accidental racist, but the two things that tickle me so much are when, um, like, an Asian person starts talking, and and then they have, like, a Texan accent, and you're like, what? Or, like, an English accent, because it's, it's just my internal racism and bias that just, my brain goes, what? And it's like, wow. So I really enjoyed watching you with your English accent. That was super cute. I watch a lot of Downton Abbey, so. That was, I, was, I want to learn how to speak like that. I watch a lot of Great British Baking Show, too. I want a prize for baking. Your next comedian is from Texas, and she doesn't have an accent. Put her, your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Wow, I've never wanted an English or a Texas accent more. They didn't teach me that in ESL. Yeah. Real bummer, real bummer. Oh, my God, I'm so cold. I'm just in the back blowing on my knees. That was a low point of my day, but I'm looking forward to going home later. I have a salmon defrosting, so... That's the highlight for sure. <laughs> I'm actually going back to Texas tomorrow, you know. Hell yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird, you know. I'm gonna miss walking in the streets. I'm gonna miss my freedoms, but it'll be it'll be nice. Um, let's see. Uh, so so my company has been laying people off. A couple weeks ago, they laid off over two thousand people. Uh, and everyone's kind of worried. Like, I think my time is coming soon, you know? And, and like, my mind's been starting to spiral. I'm like, oh, my God, San Francisco is so expensive. Like, if I get laid off, I'm not even going to be able to afford groceries. And then I start to spiral more. I'm like, if I can't afford groceries, I'm going to lose so much weight without even trying. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> You know, like people, people are going to be like, oh my God, Denise, like you look amazing. Like what diet are you on? And I'll be like, ah, California unemployment. It'll be, it'll be really nice. You know, look on the bright side of things. Um, I've recently started shopping in the children's section of clothing stores. <laughs> Just seems more affordable, but I don't know why I feel the need to like clarify to the employees that I'm there shopping not for me 
Like, I, I feel like I have to lie and be like, oh, I'm shopping for my niece, you know, because I don't want them to feel like I'm creepy. I don't know. Um, I feel like being a female is insane because, like, people are always, like, trying to make excuses for your accomplishments. Like, I got an exciting opportunity recently um, to do a show in L.A. And someone was like, oh, my God, like, isn't it crazy that some people just get opportunities because they're cute and not because they're talented at all. And this guy, I was so shocked that he said this. I had to say something. I messaged him and I was like, hey, I didn't know you thought I was cute. That's real nice, you know? <laughs> I was like, if you want if you want to hook up, just say so, you know? Um, let's see. Uh for for most of my childhood, I thought thought I was a lesbian. For 20, for 20 years, I thought I was a lesbian, and then it turned out the whole time I just wanted friends, you know, which is a crazy realization. Like, the first time I watched lesbian porn, I loved it, up until the actual porn part, you know. Up until that point, they were just sitting around a kitchen table trading recipes, and I was like, that seems, that seems cool, you know, that seems like a cool friendship that they have going on. Um... Let's see. Uh, I uh, I like to do the peace sign <laughs> randomly whenever I can slip that into conversation, but it just, it gets awkward because I like to do the peace sign to say hello to people, but sometimes they're not trying to say hello to me. <laughs> like if someone's if I'm waving at someone and they're not waving at me, I can just play it off and just like shift my hair, you know. But when it's like I'm doing a peace sign, then I'm just like. Oh, it's a bunny, you know, like, I don't know where to go with that. All right. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. <laughs> She's going back to Texas. I hope you get lots and lots of lovely presents and stuff like that. That's nice. Yeah, Christmas is nice and eat all kinds of delicious things. Uh, I don't have any plans for Christmas. I don't even know what I'm going to do. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. Raycon isn't here. Um, but you know who is? Put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Yay! And then yay! Thank you. Hello. Oh, I'm just going to leave this like that. Woo! 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 Okay. Woo! Uh, I was walking. I was walking down the sidewalk the other day, and I got too close to this guy in front of me. And he slowed down, and he turned to me, and he said, you're sitting too close. You're right on top of me. So I swerved to avoid hitting him. And then I said, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to pass you. How come an out-of-shape old lady can walk faster than a young man? I'm swerving. I was carrying groceries, for God's sakes. And he's still saying, and he got mad at me. People are so slow. They slow down. They, they space out. They stop. Don't do that. Maybe it's by having lived in New York City for so long, but I'm always in a hurry. I'm always walking fast, and I want to get there. Tick-tock, come on, let's go. But you lazy California fucks, you don't walk. You're just so slow. If you're going to stop, signal and pull over, all right? Where the hell did you learn your manners? Because that's just rude. That's what that is. And you know what else is rude? Me stabbing you in the neck because you didn't, uh, you made me swerve to avoid you. Don't make me stab you. 
You know how I feel about blood. Um, we say sometime, something, someplace, somehow, somewhere, somewhat, and even some when. But how come we don't say some other, some who, or some why? How come? We got, we got, they're not words. What? And I want to know why. Someone, someplace, sometime or other came up with these words, and now we're all using them to our little heart's desire. But no one cares whatever about the other words that were admitted. So I want to get to the bottom of this somehow. Some other, someone, I have to write until I can memorize this. Um, it's, it's a bitch. It's <laughs> some other someone must have realized at some point that some who and some why were needed in our vernacular. For example, some why over the rainbow. We don't really understand it all. Something about reflection of sunlight. I'm no expert here. Some why over the rainbow. Don't expect us all to rhyme. It's hard enough keeping the tune up. Can't do both at the same time. Someday, some who will understand my struggle. All right, those are new. Thank you. Um, you know you're turning into your grandmother when you, have a, you develop a fondness for Werther's and carry them with you everywhere. You carry a, uh, extra Kleenex in your sleeve and $5 in your bra just in case. You can't tell the difference between Lady Gaga and Adele. Thank you. And you think an Xbox is something that used to be in a box. All right, thank you. Uh, one more thing. This is a new one. Um, I wish we could retire. I wish we could, that's okay. I wish we could retire uh, these things. People who ask, talk about pronouns because I think it's stupid. People who say, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's like, <laughs> fuck that. I hate that. And the last one, I was this year's old when I learned such and such crap. Who cares? We don't care. Stop saying that shit. That's all I have to say. Goodbye. Yay. Someone out there. That was really, I love all that some stuff. I can't wait till the, that's all memorized. That's all. I like wordplay. I think it's clever. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dorian Trump. I, um, I've been trying to make uh, new friends, and uh, lately I've been thinking uh, I could really use a friend like Kanye West. You can say anything you want about that guy, but that is one loyal dude, you know what I mean? He was just on a he was on a podcast recently or a radio show or something like that and uh, he was he was uh he was defending Hitler, which is I like to hear what he had to say, but uh, you know, you know he was like, uh, this I know this guy's done like a lot of bad things, but he has a lot of redeeming qualities." I'm like, "All right, let's hear this then." He said, "Uh he created the microphone." I'm like, that's it? I mean, my phone's cool, but, like, that guy's done, like, six million terrible things. You know what I mean? Like, can't you give us one more? I mean, like, at least Woody Allen had, like, ten good films. Am I right? I know he married his daughter, but, you know, 
Have you guys seen Manhattan? It's a fucking masterpiece. Movie about Woody Allen fucking a kid. I uh, I recently just found, I recently just found out um I was recently diagnosed with a mental health uh, disorder. Um I was uh <laughs> was uh I was having sex and I was like, you know, I was in it. I was feeling, you know, pretty confident and then all of a sudden like she uh, leaned over and she said something in my ear. She said, uh, "Are you fucking counting right now?" I was like, oh, fuck, I am counting, and I think I might have OCD. And I started to panic because I lost count, and now my mom's going to die. She said, she's like, hey, I told her, I was like, oh, you know, we could work this out together. And she's like, together? You got to get your shit figured out with a the therapist, which I thought was, like, weird, right? You know what I mean? Like, I think I think it's, like, sit bedside and give me, like, the play-by-play. They're like, mm, stop counting. I don't know. I don't want to go to therapy. And she said, she's like, man, men don't go to therapy because of the stigma, which I don't believe is true. Because there's a stigma to like public masturbation. But every public transit comes uh, pre-installed one of those perverts, you know, where there's like, you would think someone would be like, hey, man, what about the stigma? I don't know. This just feels too good. I'm sorry. I have been watching a lot of sports. I've, I've been watching the World Cup, and uh, and at this point, I just want Argentina to lose. You know, <laughs> a lot of Nazis over there. You guys didn't know, which really isn't their fault. You know, it's like your great grandparents just happened to be there. You know what I mean? Like all the truth is, like all our grandparents have done something crazy. If you go back three generations, your grandfather has probably killed someone. Um, like I said, I do love sports. I love sports, but I really do not like. Sp- Sports fans, you know, like I really hate seeing uh, just a bunch of fat dudes on the stand, like drinking beer and high-fiving each other and feeling accomplished. It really boils my blood. I mean, that's like me, like standing outside like a burning house and then uh, waiting for the firefighters to come out. Like, yeah, we did it. We did not do it. I uh, I think soccer has uh, better fans, you know, like so- like soccer like produces like soccer moms who are like responsible and nice. Football moms, there are no football moms. There are only uh, football ants who, uh, who's all, who are always drunk and they always end up ruining Thanksgiving when they uh, end up calling one of the kids a pussy. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Strong, everyone. See his show Fridays, 7 o'clock. It's called Belly Rub at Emperor Norton's Booze Land. Awesome. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together. I'm so excited she's here, everybody. It's Haley Rosenberg. Yay! Um, We did professional headshots for LinkedIn at work the other day. There's nothing like a professional photo to remind you that it's not the camera. It's you. Being unphotogenic is hard for me because I'm online dating right now, and that's like the first impression you get to make is how you look. Um, So I found a really effective strategy that's been working super well for me. I just use other people's photos. It is working wonders. On Hinge, I look remarkably like Margot Robbie. But I've realized that the reason that I have trouble dating is that my personality is just like, an accumulation of increasingly worse red flags. We have horse girl, 
we have stand-up comedian, let's be honest. We have counts to three like that. So I've decided to start working on myself. Not like be a better person or anything fucking stupid like that, but to just start lying ruthlessly all the time until it's too late for them to back out. Like they will not know a single true fact about me until we have a joint bank account. They go home to their mom, they're like, I met my future wife, oh my God, she reads a new book every day, she gardens, she bakes. I'm like, lie, lie, Costco, let's go. But like, what do you want from me? We are made to like procreate and my personality is cock blocking. This is natural selection and work. I'm adapting. But sometimes I wonder why I try because the last date that I went on, the guy made me take a 45 page BDSM kink test in front of him, which may have been his own little kink test thing. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's this like very long test and it ranks you on like all the nasty stuff you like to do in bed and then it puts you on a numerical scale from like prude to like you should maybe be in jail because right off the bat the questions go fucking nuts on the second page there's a question it's like do you and yeah 45 pages i know comedians are like i just read an article the other day none of us did 45 pages of anything would kill us but there's a question on the second page and it's like do you enjoy seeing fear in your partner's eyes when they know you're going to inflict pain on them. And then I'm like, uh, one. And then you go to the next one and it's like, do you enjoy making your partner feel like prey hunted by predator? I'm like, am I doing sex wrong? According to this, if I have not like committed premeditated murder, I'm vanilla. So I don't know if I'm like worthy of having sex. But if you're wondering why are you thinking about all of this, the reason is I was eating a Nutrigrain bar on the toilet the other night, and I was like, what does this say about me? And there isn't a test for that, and I think there should be. There should be a test for sad, lonely people that just tells you when it's time to give up. Not anything dramatic like kill yourself, but just like you put all your mannerisms and all your like thoughts and feelings in, and then it's like, your result is you're the problem. And then it just refreshes to like the SPCA cat adoption page and takes you out of the dating pool forever. That's it. Haley Rosenberg, everyone. Wait, I have a question for you. What's your flavor in Nutrigreen bar, girl? Strawberry. Strawberry, really? I'm an apple cinnamon. I'm an apple cinnamon. I'm an apple cinnamon I'm a, oatmeal. I, thank you, apple cinnamon. Just mm. checking. I don't eat them on the toilet, though, because the poop smell and the Nutrigreen smell is too, too similar. I'm not happy about it <laughs> everybody Haley yay get the multi bag I only like the apple cinnamon ones because it makes me feel like I'm eating a guilt-free apple pie uh all right after our next comedian will be um Ray Khan because he showed up which is wonderful but your next comedian he runs a show every Wednesday at Devil's Acre you still do that right yeah, fuck yeah. It's 6.30, Devil's Acre, Wednesdays. Put your hands together for Dan Britton. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I have to tell you something. I recently have fallen in love with the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. <laughs> this thing is amazing. It's a sponge. 
infused with a cleaning chemical that is like the Hercules of household messes. It obliterates soap scum. One foul swoop, it wreaks havoc on grease stains. It annihilates toothpaste buildup in my bathroom sink. My favorite part about the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser is that as time goes on and it gets dirtier, it will slowly start to break down. That's right. This thing is so good at cleaning that once it becomes dirty, it starts erasing itself. <laughs> I salute you for your service, Commander Clean. It's very lovely to see a man dedicated to such a clean household. I'm convinced that if Mr. Clean was a real person, if I sucked his dick, my teeth would be whiter. <laughs> That's how good he is at cleaning. What have you done lately? Fucked your stepsister? <laughs> These are the jokes that I wrote today. Hold on. I got one more for you guys. So that joke was called the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. This next joke is called Neurodiversity. I have to learn how to accept myself as I am. There are so many things about me that I love. Those are easy to accept, but there is a ton of things about me that I could do without, and those are harder to accept. I'm neurodiverse. My brain doesn't work the same as yours. I'm dyslexic, and I have ADHD. So I go from one thing to another, never finishing the first thing, and I'm... Sorry, all the while being confused by letters and numbers along the way. I, wait, my lifestyle is weirdly reminiscent of Willy Wonka's office. Just the whole spectrum of things left halfway done all over the place. I have two planners where some things are in one and some things are in another. <laughs> I'm in the middle of 75 books. Or is it 57? I usually have dishes stacked up in my sink so high that they, they reach above the brim of the sink. Why? Because I rarely unload the clean dishes that are sitting in the dishwasher. I've never used the cabinet. Dishes are either scattered on the floor, uh, in the sink, or in the dishwasher. I'm not trying to be a rebel. I'm just a fucking mess. <laughs> and I get frustrated looking at all these dishes pile up, and I ask myself passive-aggressive aggress passive questions like, and I want to be a father someday. I want to impart wisdom at the youth. At the very least, I have to accept this person. If it's someone else, I just fucking chuck them. But if it's me, I, I can't. But no matter how frustrating these parts of me are, it's healthier for me to accept myself rather than get mad at my brain type. I'll give you an example. Hold on, I'm just going to get through this last thing. Yesterday I was at home and I decided I wanted a muffin. Because I had two steak quesadillas for dinner the night before and I thought, why not? One muffin, a small breakfast after a large dinner. So I drove to the bakery, ordered a muffin, paid, got back in the car and drove home. Once I got in my house, I said, finally, I'm ready to have the muffin. I look around for a minute, check my pockets, check my car, check the dishwasher and realized, I didn't bring a muffin home with me. <laughs> I forgot the muffin at the bakery. So that means I, w I went into the bakery, asked for a muffin, put the money down, walked out, and drove away like a fucking insane person. <laughs> so then I get back in my car, I drive back to the bakery, I find the same cashier, and through my own embarrassment, I tell him the truth. I said, hey, man, I, uh, I forgot 
my muffin. And so he gives me the cashier, or he gives me the muffin. I get back in the car, drive home. This time, while exiting the car, I triple check that I have the muffin. I get out of the car. I close the car door. I walk to the building. I reach for my, my keys, and I realize I just locked the keys to my car in my car. <laughs> so now I have what I call a quadruple prong problem. One, I'm stand, stranded outside in the cold. Number two, uh, what was number two? One, I'm stranded outside in the cold. Two, I can't get into the car, can't get into the house. Three, the coffee that I had is kicking in, and I'm realizing that I have to take a shit. But four, I was so pissed off at myself that I said, God damn it, Dan, and I threw the muffin on the ground. So now ah! I don't have a fucking muffin. No! <laughs> Good night. Dan Britton, I'm going to make blueberry muffins tomorrow morning, and I'm going to find you and bring you a fucking muffin. That was lovely. I can't wait for you to memorize that. Uh, it was really funny. And good job writing. Your next comedian uh, just came from basketball practice or something cool. Put your hands together for Raycon. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Dan. Dan, if you want white teeth, I'll put a crest white strip on my dick and we can get to town later on tonight. That'd be great. I'd be fine with that. It'll be great. Hey, you guys, uh, my, uh, my parents are from Karachi, Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, hold your applause. That's cool. It's appropriate. Um, you know, uh, Karachi is uh, very much like the murder capital of the world in, uh, in, in Asia. Yeah, a lot of people get murdered in Pakistan. Uh, matter of fact, my, uh, my parents left Karachi singing a song. Yeah, it's happening. It's going to happen right now. Um, uh, they sang a song. Uh, you might remember the tune. Uh, start spreading the news. We're fleeing today. We don't want any part of it. Karachi, Pakistan. If you can get out of here, you should definitely get the fuck out of here before you die. Karachi, Pakistan. All right, sorry I didn't mean to yell into the mic, you guys. Um, listen, um, my family, we love bananas. We got bananas all over our house. We got a rule in our house. If you go shopping for any reason, you better bring bananas home. That's a standing rule. Standing rule. Other day, I ran out of lube in the house. No personal lubricant. What's the guy to do? That's the only thing I was missing. So I went to Target, picked up some lube. I'm like an American. Uh, uh, in the household rules, I shoved three bunches of bananas under my arm. Yeah, go to checkout line. Bananas and lube. Yeah, that's what that's all I'm about, man. I'm like the loneliest, uh, the loneliest prepper for sure. Yeah, yeah. I got bananas, I got lube. I'm trying to check it out. I put the lube down. Beep. No problem. Know the price. Super happy. Go to the bananas. They're not marked. There's no sticker on the bananas. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna get for? I'm gonna call for help. I'm gonna go to a regular checkout sign, looking like a maniac. Hell no. You know how the story ends, right? Stole some fucking bananas from Target, you guys. Hell yeah, yeah, that's right. A man provides. Um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, um, one of the jobs I don't think I can ever have, ever, is an immigration officer or a border control guy. There's just no way I can do it. I have no idea who's a terrorist and who's not a terrorist. It's just impossible. I just, I just think it'd be hard to tell, 
right? So I just, I think it'd be fun if I just invented my own little game, you know? Like, I hate long names, too. I really hate long names. So if, like, you tried to enter the country and you had a long name, I wouldn't let you in. As a matter of fact, if I couldn't insert your name in the 1964 Shirley Ellis name game song, you're not getting into this fucking country. Hell no, you know the Banana Fanta song, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Pam. Hell yeah. Banana Fanta, Momana, Be by Momana. Yeah, you know that song, right? Right, that's right. Right, so I'd be at the border and some guy named Killigan wants to come in. I'm like, all right, Killigan, cool. You're, you're from Ireland? Yeah, right, you want, you're a painter? Cool, yeah, you want to better your life for your family? Okay, cool. Let's see if it passes the sniff test. Killigan, 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 Bo Billigan, Banana Fanta, Fo Billigan, Me, My, Mo Milligan. Welcome to America. Killigan, hell yeah. Ali, all right, see, Ali, let's take a look here. Ali said you're from Yemen. Okay, cool. You start in many videos wearing a karate outfit on some obstacles. Okay, went viral, cool. All right, uh, you're the author of many manifestos. All right, well, let's check this out. Ali, Ali, Bobilly, Banana Fan of Faux Philly, me, my, Mo Millie. Welcome to America. All right. Right. Uh, George Stephanopoulos? Get the fuck out of here, all right? You make me sick. Shit's too long. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Happy Monday. Break on, everyone. All right. Your next comedian runs open improv every other Wednesday, 7.30 at Piano Fight. Clap your hands together for Spencer Devine. I'm just gonna omnidirectionally point them at myself so I keep your mics dry. <laughs> I hear you, Pam. I hear you, Pam. I got a wet mouth. I know it. It's my life. Uh, a comedian earlier was talking some mad shit about boxed wine. Okay, not cool. Uh, I can uh, only afford boxed wine, and also I my room is built vertically, so I need to stack stuff. You ever tried to stack two bottles of wine on top of each other? I'm not a circus performer. I only have so much time in a day. You know, a werewolf is scary, but you know what's annoying? A whom wolf. Uh, I think superstitions are dumb. Uh, and people who believe them are dumb. Uh, that's why I walk under every ladder that I see, because it might be the safest place in an earthquake. You know, and uh, your self-image is your self-image. Break whatever mirror you want. Uh, if they didn't want mirrors to break so easily, maybe someone should send a letter to the mirror industry and let them know. Uh, bad luck. Uh, and they haven't fucking improved them yet. Uh, and if I'm going to get snatched by a body double of myself, it's going to happen through a mirror. I'll be damned. If I give a black cat any more power than it already has, uh, I have to be okay with it eating its own asshole in front of me. Uh, if I have to, like, the floor is lava to leave my house because it walked in front of me, it, it'll never end. Uh, you guys remember Oprah's The Secret? And it basically said, like, if, if you want something, just want it and you'll get it. And that's not true, because I've been wanting shit for a really long time. 
Uh, and I haven't gotten any of it, uh, which makes me think, like, somewhere inside of me, uh, I don't really want anything for myself. Uh, and that's more depressing than anything. Uh, I smoke weed uh, by myself. Uh, I used to share it. Uh, but there, there can only be one. Because I'm the Highlander. Get it? Uh, some people are high maintenance. <laughs> the only high maintenance I have is maintaining how high I am. That's my life. Uh, I can't handle uh, real weather. Uh, my father was Irish, and my mother was a vampire, apparently. Uh, I don't tan. Uh, I only suffer. Uh, someone's like, Spencer, why don't you move to New York? Because uh, I die. <laughs> People die there every day. I know I look like I could survive a long winter. I would die immediately. Uh, I have this beard... Uh, and people think I'm homeless because I have a beard. Basically, I am, I'm one iPhone away from being followed by Target security. <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, people, when people are like, oh, Spencer, how long have you been growing your beard? I just grab my face. I'm like, ah, it's back. And I run away. Uh, but we all uh, kind of look the same. There's a lot of people who have this beard. Uh, and I get compliments for other comedians uh, because it turns out people have beard goggles. Bam! Another pun. You didn't see it coming. Uh, uh, no, that's it. I'm good, Pam. Hey! Yay! Spencer Divine. All bearded guys look the same. Hooray! It's the new white racism. You all look the same. Uh, we have three comedians left. Brett Hartford Jennings isn't here yet. Um, so we'll have Pete and then me and then Brett hopefully will show up. So thanks for sticking around, everybody. It looks like we're going to end a little early, but that's okay. It's great. Because um, th there's more open mics tonight in other places. So put your hands together, everybody, for Pete Ballmer. Ooh, okay. Uh, I went back home for Thanksgiving, and uh, I was talking to my conservative aunt about like my girlfriend and she was like, oh, where did you meet? Did you meet on one of those little dating apps? I was like, Marcy, I know how you can judge when you met your husband at church. Like if you were born 30 years later, you would have met him on Christian Mingle and that's way sadder, right? Those are like, why were you horny in church? Ew. I think that's like against the eighth commandment or something like that. Like you're only allowed to be horny in church if you work there. I'm pretty sure. But those are like, you know, her husband did pass two years ago and attendance at churches has dropped 72% since the start of their marriage. So might want to be a little more open-minded. Cool. I knew that one wasn't going to slap in this. That's a dark one to tell to four people. Okay. That's sick. Uh, another thing I learned when I was at home, uh, my parents have like a Peloton bicycle and my dad's the only one who uses it. And, uh, they show you suggested classes based on the classes that you take. And so I learned that my dad's favorite instructor is like the hot blonde one with big tits. Is that, is that okay? <laughs> Do we think, is that, well, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what I would want it to be. Like, there's not any of the instructors on there that look like my 61 year old mother, right? 
I'd probably have more questions if he was taking classes from like the hot sassy gay guy. So I feel like it's I feel like it's an appropriate amount of like being a dirtbag in a relationship. You know, it's like the modern equivalent of reading SI swimsuit edition just for the articles, you know? Kind of that. Uh I hate do not disturb mode on iPhone. I hate it it's fucking like because I'm a comedian. I like it when people are required to hear what I say, right? And I get it if you want to, like, turn it on for work or whatever. But some people just have it on 24 hours a day. You guys familiar? Like, so it's like, how, 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 and they do that for their own mental health. But how bad does your mental health have to be where you view any human interaction as a disturbance? Like, I was, uh, my brother is one of these people. He has it on all the time. And, like, I called him and went straight to voicemail, as always. And I left him a voicemail that time. I was like, hey, sorry to disturb you, but I just wanted to congratulate you on the birth of your new child. And uh, I don't know, there was like, oh, something about, I had a good, I had a line I thought was clever about, like, something like, if you're going to be a father, you might want to get used to being disturbed. Right? There could be fucking, <laughs> listen, I, we're spitting up here. Uh, I also have a friend who always says do not disturb on, uh, and he's unemployed. I don't think that should be allowed. <laughs> like, I know what you're up to all day, dude. Like, I've started sending him recommendations for TV shows and porn to watch just so he feels like he's missing out on something. There we go. I, uh, I had a... Me and my roommates had a mouse in our apartment recently. It had, it's, it's still there. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to seem clean to you guys. It's You, you really learn a lot about... Uh, how gross everyone in the apartment is when that happens. Cause I have one girl roommate, uh, and she immediately left the apartment and went to live in a hotel for a couple days. And then I have two other guy roommates and they both were immediately like, all right, we're going to get traps. And they were like making the house cold and like, you know, and then I was just like, glad my girlfriend's out of town. <laughs> Let's continue business as usual. And, uh, my roommate, Sam and Rush, they're guys. And they're like, all right, like, you know, let's make a rule. Uh, no more eating peanut butter and Cheez-Its on the couch with no plate. And I was like, who's this rule for, huh? <laughs> Who? Is it Gene? I don't think it's Gene. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's about it. Thanks, guys. Peepalmer, everyone. Living with a mouse. Hooray. Okay, clap for me. That's exciting that you have a new pet. That's wonderful. Yeah. Mice are super cute. Um, I used to have a, this has nothing to do with anything, but we used to have a little refrigerator here, and it lived over here in the corner. And one day, I looked behind it, and there was a mouse family. A mouse family had had babies, and it was so cute. And so we were trying to get them outside, and we were, like, getting them and putting them in things. And Jonathan was helping, and he's trying to get it outside. And then one of them, like, got out, and he was, like, trying not to, and then he stepped on it. And I was like, no, we were trying to save you. Still have nightmares about that. I don't like death. Um, so I bombed so hard. It was so amazing. I did a show at an art gallery, and they didn't tell me what the audience was about. And I kind of shouldn't know. It was in the afternoon. I was clean. I was doing feminist stuff. I, wa I walked a woman on a witchcraft joke. She got, she's like, this is it. And she, on a witchcraft joke? I was doing all feminist stuff. I thought everything was going to be fine. They're older. Usually, I did my menopause jokes. Nothing. Silence. I was so confused. So after, after the show, a guy pulls me aside. There were like 25 people there. And I find out after the show that he's a pastor. And they're all Christians. 
So he gives me his card and he says, I just want to let you know that while everyone else was judging you, my wife and I, we were praying for you. <laughs> so you had God judge me? You asked God to judge me, not these other people. You, I point one for you, sir. No swearing. I was like, I could have done all my Jesus jokes. Fuck. It was such a hard bob. I didn't understand. I was like, I looked up at one point and I'm like, do all of you hate feminism? Like you hate women? You're all women. I was like, <laughs> that's what we learned in 2016 after Barack Obama, that only some people hate black people, but everybody hates women. <laughs> Hillary was the most qualified for the fucking job. She was like a secretary of state, right? I know. It's crazy. It makes me so angry because as a female business owner and I've dealt with people, like when a man uh, makes a decision, people usually do it. But when a woman makes a decision, people form a committee. <laughs> Sorry. Enough about feminism. I'm really excited. The new DSM-9 is coming out. Have we heard the DSM-9? New category. Super excited. Uh, I have a little... A little on the OCD spectrum, but it's a new one. Very, very excited for the newest OCD subreddit, basically. It's called Obsessive Love Disorder. Yes, I have perseverating thoughts about people that I'm not in relationships with. I just think about them all with, like, Jan Summer from the fucking Swiss team. I think about Jan Summer and World Cup so much. So... Obsessive love disorder, it makes absolute sense because it's not OCD, it's OLD. I'm just old. That's the problem. I'm just old. I just like 26-year-old men. I'm sorry. I'm just old. Yay, they figured it out. <laughs> I've got... Okay. Here's the thing. I didn't ever think I was crazy, and we're going to see if you guys think I'm crazy. When I, uh, when I was in college, I, there were, I liked a bunch of boys, but there was one boy that I liked, and I went to his house in the afternoon. Uh, I found out when his roommates wouldn't be there. And I, I, I broke in through the window with a bunch of groceries. And then I made chocolate chip cookies, cleaned up after myself, and left a plate of warm cookies on the table. So you don't think I'm crazy. You think I'm romantic. <laughs> That's, I thought I was romantic too. He was like, I'm never talking to you again. You're a psychotic freak. What did you... And, I, and the, the roommates were all like, man, she's a keeper. <laughs> like She again, made warm cookies, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. So I'm like, am I nuts? I didn't put any nuts in the cookies. They were nut-free that day. Okay, that's a new fun. I like that OLD joke. It's new. Uh, Brett isn't here yet. Let's look at the tiny list of things that say stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, so my mom recently got a cell phone, finally, and that's exciting. And the first thing, she'd never done any texting, and the first thing she did was shoot me a text that said, Jesus is calling you. It's like, no, Mom, you're texting me. It's a completely different situation. Jesus doesn't exist, and if he did, he wouldn't have this shitty phone plan. Um, <laughs> cool, that's a silly joke. Okay, come on, Brett. Brett does this all the time, and then I feel like a dick because if I don't stretch it long enough, then she shows up like three minutes after we all leave, and then, and then I feel like, I'm so sorry. Um, let's see what else is on this stupid list. 
Oh, okay, this is the last one I'll do, and then we'll see. Hopefully she'll come. So speaking of judgmental Christians, this makes me crazy. I read, I read a lot of the Bible, and I read the Bible as a child, and it's, it's been very influential to me uh, being a socialist. Uh, anyway, I got so mad in the Beatitudes because Jesus, he says, look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. And I'm like, this is fucking cool. Hell yeah, socialism. Everyone taking care of everybody. Birds, sky, awesome. Homes, cool stuff. And then it follows up with the sentence, are ye not better than birds? Why are we judging birds now? We've already judged the bit. Birds are clearly better than people. They do not sow, they do not reap, they do not stow away in barns. Clearly they're better. Fucking Christians, I'm so mad. It's fine. They're just capitalists. One last thing about the Bible. In Acts, you can literally see the moment when, there's a book in the Bible for you heathens, uh, when Jesus, Jesus' teachings go from socialism into capitalism. So it's in Acts, and there was a church, and they're like, everyone has to give all their money to the church, sell everything, give it to the church. And this one family, this one husband and wife, Potiphar's wife, they were like, "Mm, mm, sure, we sold everything. And they did, the church knew, and so they call them in, and they say, hey, did you, they asked the wife first, hey, did you, no, they asked the husband first, hey, did you sell this land and keep it for yourself? He said, no, and they said, we know you did, God will strike you down. (laughs) They killed him, and then you think God struck him down right there in the church? No, they took him outside the church, and they murdered that motherfucker. And then they bring the wife in, and they say, we were talking to your husband, and we found out that maybe you kept a little bit for yourself. And she said, oh, no, no, no. And they said, we know you did. And then they killed her too. God struck her. To- so that's when, better give all your fucking money to the church, everybody. Capitalism is everything. Don't, it's just, that was the moment when it went from socialism to capitalism. All right, Brett didn't make it in time. I feel terrible. But we can, do you want to, how about all four of you tell one more joke and then it, hopefully she'll show up. And if she doesn't, then we're done. Everybody come up and do one more joke. I will do this one. Um, I like to date women that are out of my league, but the good thing is I'm short and bold, so most women are out of my league. But at the same time, I also don't like it when attractive women are interested in me because I don't like underachievers. What else? I'm trying to work on this one, so I'm going to try it. And maybe you guys could give me feedback. Um, where's my app? I went on a date with this girl, and she was a couples therapist. So she starts explaining to me what love languages are. She says, my, leg, my love languages are, sorry, let me pull this up. Okay. So my love languages are words of affirmation and physical touch. That means I like compliments, and I like to be cuddled. I had to mansplain to her. I was like, no, that's not what love languages mean. Love languages are actually codes for what type of red flag a person has. So, for example, if your love language is words of affirmation, it means you're insecure. If it's acts of service, you're needy. 
Receiving gifts, gold digger. Quality time, clingy. Physical touch, we all know that, that one. You're a hoe. <laughs> so am I. Um, but she got offended. She's like, are you calling me an insecure hoe? First of all, I'm not a hoe. Second of all, I'm not insecure. Do you think I'm insecure? I don't think I'm insecure. Do you really think I'm insecure? I was like, no, no, I'm just kidding. And then we fucked. Yeah, I don't know. Yay! It's a cute, that's a cute joke. Yeah. Art, something yay, yay! Pete's gonna do another joke, yay! You you do seem like a hoe, so <laughs> it's only appropriate. Fuck yeah, uh, we're back, baby. I, uh, I I earlier this year I took a trip with a friend and we were like split in a hotel room, uh, and you know we were having fun. Not you know we were like having fun, but we were like having fun. Uh, and then on the second night, uh, he fell asleep before me and he started snoring very loudly. Yeah, you ever get uh, unknowingly tortured by your friend? That's I feel like whenever you're in a room with someone who's snoring, you always go through the same like thought process where it's like after 10 minutes, you're kind of like, he's probably going to stop snoring. That's the den denial. It's the first stage of grief. We all know that. Uh, and then like after an hour passes, you're laying there and you're like, I bet if I just go and like plug his nostrils for a second, it'll reset his breathing, but he won't wake up. And then that doesn't work, so you kind of like wipe the snot on the bedspread, <laughs> go back to bed. And then like after, you know, then you eventually you look at the clock, it's like 4.30 in the morning, and you're kind of just like, you know, these pillows seem pretty firm. I bet I could just, there's no cameras in here, I got other friends, let's, sorry Alan. Uh, no, you don't kill him. And then you wake up, you both wake up the next day, and he's like, so how'd you sleep last night? And you're just like, great. Let's go get some breakfast, you fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> okay. Uh, sweet. Somebody else want to do one? I'll do another little thing. I'll do another little fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, I go. I think I went. To, I go to. I go to Costco with my roommate about like once a month. And um, I think I, there's two types of people at Costco. There's uh, let's get it people and do we need it people. And I'm a, I'm a big do we need it kind of guy. And it, and, and it makes me, I, I don't like it about myself because I'm like, I'm a fun guy otherwise. Like we're out at a bar, I'm like, all right, everyone's doing shots. But then like we're at Costco, I'm like, you know, we have a half bottle of white wine at home. We can skip the booze aisle this time. And then it's like, you know, but you feel bad about being a, a downer. So you, you and you and the, my, my roommate, he's like a let's get it guy. So we come to a compromise. Like, he wanted to get the sausages. I didn't want to get the sausages. Uh, so to compromise, we got uh, half a bag of sausages. <laughs> I don't think they sell. I think there's something. I, I don't know. I don't have the, the perfect phrasing for that. But I think there's something funny. It's like the compromise that you, like, fuck up the thing as a means. Of, you know, it's like I cut the broccoli bag in half and dump half. The, that's kind of. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. Yes. This is why you come to the joke workshop, baby. That's a good line. Uh, okay. Fuck yeah.
Uh, yeah, that's great. Okay, did I have anything else? Let me check my my note on that. But I think that's oh 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 yeah, I did have something else. Uh oh, Pam. Also, Brett cannot make it. So this has just become a fun exercise. <laughs> for uh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to listen to her anyway. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. She's great, but I'm so sorry. I will be very quick in scrolling up to this. I think I only have one or two more things to say. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Yeah. Uh. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your Costco. No, okay. Cool. That's that's it. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Yay, we did it, everyone. Seriously, thank you for staying to the end. It really makes a difference for everybody to have the opportunity. Oh, yeah, fucking Spencer Divine. Okay, so I'm going to do the joke that I was going to do when we were stalling for time. Uh, I have 99 problems. Let me list them all numerically. Number one. Uh, the three bears, Goldilocks was framed. The three bears were obviously involved in insurance fraud. Think about it. How do three bears speak English and, and own property in the woods? Are we living in a universe where bears have thumbs? We must, how did they build their furniture? Have you ever tried to cook porridge without using your thumbs? It's fucking impossible. How did you cook one dish and it's three different temperatures? Why did you go for a walk? Right, who cooks dinner? And then they're like, ah, oh, you know what would be really good for to keep this friend? Go over a walk as a family. No, your your mother would smack you if you tried to go outside. <laughs> and also, uh, how did a chair built for a baby bear break under the weight of a malnourished white she devil? <laughs> She's 10 years old. She's lost in the woods. She's not fat. She's starving. And she, she only eats a little bit. Oh, this porridge is too hot. This porridge is too cold. This porridge is just right. Why would the biggest bowl be the hottest with the largest surface area? And then how is the medium bowl cold? And then the smaller bowl is somehow warmer than the second bowl. But colder than the... It's Bullshit! Okay? Fucking bullshit. Bears. Fucking can't own. Homes. <laughs> Spencer Devine debunking the bear myth. Bears can't own homes. All right, thank you guys all for being here. Really appreciate it. Um, oh, Lauren's last joke. Lauren, you want to do one more? Lauren! All right, because I have OCD. People have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. <laughs> With compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me. If you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. Did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the kitchen table? It's Friday. I touch, I fight crime on Friday. <laughs> I gotta go. There's people in the other room I need to count. Oh. Laura Crow, yay! <laughs>
Okay, you're all awesome. I hope to thank you. I hope to see everybody. Are we all going to Blarney Stone? It's it's well, it's seven thirty, so we're we're good on time. We'll be fine. Let's smoke some pot and then we'll go over to Blarney Stone. All right, thanks everybody for being here. Really do appreciate it. This has been the joke workshop. It was fun today. Uh, yeah, didn't expect it to be, but it was. Uh, everybody, keep your eyes and nose and ears out for the grant next Tuesday, the twentieth. We find out what happens to the fate of everyone. Yeah, people, if you want to come on Tuesday at 1.55, and I'll give anybody a t- 1.55 in the afternoon, I'll give everyone a T-shirt who wants to be there. We're not allowed to take attendance, and we're not allowed to speak, but we're allowed to be there at the San Francisco Arts Commission meeting. And uh, I want everyone to wear T-shirts because I'm gonna. it'll be dramatic either way. Like, I find out if I get any money or what's going to happen. So, yeah, so it's exciting. They won't, they won't take attendance, and they won't. They're like, you can come, and you can bring as many people as you want, but we're not going to say that people are there, and we're not going to let you speak. No, and it's 10 minutes for each group. I'm right after Piano Fight, or right before Piano Fight. But Piano Fight is third on the list, and I'm eighth on the list of 12, so they're definitely going to get the 50 grand. Although I talked to their owner, Rob, the other day, and he's, like, freaking out like I am. And he said if he doesn't get... He needs like $200,000 by the end of this year to continue for next year. Something ridiculous number. Because he's also like in the shitter. He's like, what do I do? And I'm like, dude, I'm the same way. Like, what do we fucking do? So I know COVID was great, though, because I got money during COVID. Like, things were amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Everything, yeah. I was lucky that we could keep this place alive during the, during the pandemic. And I leveled up in the pandemic, but now that it's over, I'm just back down in the shitter with everybody else. I'm a right, I'm, oh, it's a Pokemon thing, good, yeah, I, okay, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon's good, all right, everybody, we'll be back next, uh, I don't know when we're back, Friday, a happy hour, uh, tomorrow at 6 o'clock, OMG, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, uh, Baby Blues Barbecue, and actually, here's the thing about Baby Blues Barbecue, not this week, but next week, if I get the grant, I'm gonna buy, I'm just gonna throw, I'm gonna throw them money and be like, everyone gets free barbecue. And I'm just gonna like buy barbecue for everybody. And it'll be like the Christmas party. Actually, I'll do it either way. Because if I don't, because I have to, if I, if the station closes, I've gotta get rid of that money. Although I can take that money to Reese. Anyways, but I'll have a, yeah, barbecue. You want it, yeah. So it's all gonna work out. But we'll go, that, so that's Wednesday's Baby Blues barbecue. Really, they do have the best barbecue in the city. Uh, Thursday, is Baron Dolores at 8 o'clock Friday here at 6. OMG, yes, yes, yes. We have this special OMG Christmas party at 7. But then we're just going to go, we're all going to go late to, I'm just going to start Baron Dolores late. So it'll be like a super party. This Thursday the 15th, there's a show at 7 o'clock at OMG. It's the, I need to do some promotions for that tomorrow. I need to get put some work in. Uh, yay, bye everybody. Disturbing. I'm gonna have to work on adding some funny stuff in here. Uh, 
so um, before I was on this antipsychotic, I was on a different drug that I think was a pro-psychotic. It was not <laughs> helping me. And um, it, it landed me in a mental institution. Wow, that's a whole thing. That's a whole real thing that we do to humans to help them. It is insane. Anyways, so I, I go into therapy, and um, I hope I can get to the end of this so that you feel like I'm healthy and happy, because I, I am actually much more stable. <laughs> um, but I go in, into therapy, and I'm having a psychotic, psychotic break, they call it. And the therapist is going to call a 5150. Do you guys know what a 5150 is? So if for the one, like, no, because all of the comics have been 5150, apparently. <laughs> for the one person who shook their head no, that's like you lose your civil liberties for 72 hours because you're too crazy to be trusted. Um, and it's a whole to-do. And my therapist was like, I'm going to call a 5150 for you. And I, I've been with my therapist for a long time, so I trust her. And I was like, you do you. The hottest paramedics came. Whew. And... Um, are there any like theater nerds? Did anybody study theater or read plays? Okay, maybe maybe this will be funny to you. The very cute paramedics come in, and I'm having my psychotic break, and I look at them, and I go, I've always depended on the kindnesses of strangers. <laughs> and that is funny to Pam and Pam only, but streetcar named Desire, Blanche Dubois, before she gets taken to a mental hospital, that's how crazy I was. I was quoting Tennessee Williams. Um, oh yeah, so in my last minute, I'm just going to wrap up and say, I think I'm going to stop. <laughs> I think I'm going to stop, but I'm ahead of time. Uh, thank you, Pam, for letting me be crazy up here, and thank you for also letting me be not crazy. I'm going to take one of these cookies now. Hey, Stella. No, keep it going for Candace. Yay. I'm so glad that I knew what play you were talking about. Like, I... I was a theater major in college. I just some things you'd never forget uh, after you read a book. Your next comedian. He's been so patient here this whole night. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. How we doing tonight, guys? Hell yeah, hell yeah. We got a beautiful crowd here tonight, dude. That was a really funny story about you know the car car registration. That was a funny joke. You know you don't have to do anything to get registered as a sex offender. Uh, but actually, you have to molest a kid, dude. <laughs> that's pretty bad, dude. That's definitely something. I would much rather go register my car, personally. I'm just, Jesus. <laughs> so that's how I'm opening my set. Uh, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. I'm going to tell you guys a little story about my childhood. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked the word pop. You know, the word pop was a lot of fun, right? Like, uh, popcorn is way more fun than corn, right? And a popsicle is way cooler than a sickle, right? And a, and a pop is way better than no dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little sadder than I implied at the beginning, wasn't it? No, it, it's true. I didn't have a dad growing up. I had a single mom, though. Give it up for single moms. Come on, guys. We're on the air. Give it up for single moms. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's still the city of Jesus Christ. Come on. San Francisco's listening right now. Jesus. It's true. I, I, have a, I like single moms. I know you guys don't, but I like single moms a lot. My mom is a small business owner, which is really cool. I just really, it just would have been better if it was a mom and pop shop, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... So anyway, I'm a white guy, so that means, uh, you know, I have a lot of privileges, uh, but, you know, I, so, you know, as you grow up, you have to, like, learn what those privileges are. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not always obvious right away. The other day, I learned what a male privilege was. Uh, I had this conversation with this woman. She was like, do you know what male privilege is? Male privilege is when a couple is trying to have a baby, and the woman gets pregnant. The man has a nine-month head start to abandon the kid first. That's male privilege. 
Look, I was I was pretty offended. I was like, hey, fucking take it easy, Mom. You're really cutting deep here. Jesus Christ. My God. <laughs> it's really fucked up, Mom. Gee, why would you say that to me? <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, I have a small penis. Anyone else have a small penis? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. We got one in the back. What's your name? San Francisco. Art has a small penis. Yes, that's right. Art, last name? What's your last name, Art? And he's quiet. It's okay. Don't worry, San Francisco. Most comedians do. <laughs> By the way, you you're fucking a good-looking man, dude. You're you you call yourself Mr. Machine? Machine? Just machine. What's your first name? Sex? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're a good-looking dude. Have you do you run a cult? You should start a cult, dude. You look fucking you look like L. Ron Hubbard, dude. That's good shit, man. <laughs> you look fucking good, dude. You're a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I do have a small penis. <laughs> Um, it's pretty small. I need a Viagra to look flaccid. You know what I mean? It's bad. Yeah. No, it's not good. You know, I had a I had a girlfriend for a little while. She broke up with me a little while ago and said, uh, "It's not you. It's me. My pussy is too big." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. Rad. I, I took a dick pic the other day and I got arrested for child pornography. Guys, it's bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Not good. I told. I tried to tell the judge. I was like, "Hey, that's my dick in the picture." He sent me to juvie. <laughs> Juvie was tough, guys. Do you have any idea what it's like to have the smallest dick in Juvie? <laughs> Do you have any fucking idea what that's like? Oh, my God. My dick's like a baby carrot. It is. It's small. Adults kind of like it, but really it's for the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love getting away with a good pedophile joke. You know, from comedic perspective, it's nice to like be able to get away with it. It's like, yes, you did it. But that's, that's the last pedophile joke tonight, I promise. So uh, hot sauce is a lot like a child. If you touch it with the tip of your penis, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and that's my time. My name is Raphael Wolfgang, guys. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Raphael. We've got three comics left, everybody. Hang fast. Your next comedian is John Gallagher. Yay. Is he outside? There he is. Yay. Hello. Uh, I, I, I was excited. On Twitter, they put a picture of an ant's face on it. Are you guys excited about that? Like the things we all been waiting for. Social media. We got a picture of an ant's face on the internet. Woohoo! Huh? It was exciting. They they posted a picture of it. It was like a close up thing of it. And it looks like a monster, obviously, right? And like all but all the captions were confusing because all the captions after they took the picture of the ant's face were like, Can you believe this is what an ant's face looks like taken from a microscope? And you're like, I mean, probably. I don't know. What the fuck? What do you want from me? It looks fucked up. Like, are you supposed to? Am I supposed to be surprised that the thing with the skeleton on the outside of its body and six legs looks kind of fucking weird? Like, I don't know. That doesn't. That's not surprising to me. This isn't a shock. Like, if it had like a, a if it was beautiful, I'd be a little bit more unnerved, right? Like, if the ant was gorgeous and it was just the hot. If it had like Ryan Gosling's face, I would be like, wow. I didn't know. I could not even comprehend these ants were so sexy. I feel. Horrible for burning them with magnifying glasses by the thousands. Yeah, but yeah, it's a fucked up face. I don't know. It's like, can you can you believe this? Like, what am I gonna? I don't have thousands of dollars of microscope equipment. Yeah, I gotta take your word for it. I'm not gonna do the research for this. Okay, sure. Why not? You know, one of the things that's uh, fun for us to do is, uh, you know, we have a lot of we like to do a lot of revisionist history, and so like it's kind of popular to go back and be like, oh, you think this person in history was white? You fucking idiot. They were black. Like we do it with Jesus, right? Because you go, Jesus was a we white guy in history. That's what we say, right? It's like Jesus is clearly Middle Eastern, right? Duh. 
Alexander Hamilton, they say, was a white guy in history. But it's like, no, he was Caribbean. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know one person they never question, though, is Abraham Lincoln, which I think is interesting, you know? Because, right? I mean, like, you know, they got his picture right here. I think it's because he's looking a little tan. I think that's what made me think about this. But I think there's something to it, you know? I think that's what it is. It's like, he, he's looking like George Hamilton up there. But they, here, if you look at the stats of Lincoln, right, 6'7", okay? Six, like, giant man. Like, he was a, an awarded, he was a, a huge, like, like, awarded athlete. Did you guys know that Abraham Lincoln was a professional wrestler? He was a fucking undefeated professional wrestler before he was president? Like, fucking crazy. Like, the unawarded, like, the most athletic president of all time. Also, a victim of gun violence. That seems pretty, you know, seems like a pretty good, good start. I don't know. Just think about this. The Emancipation Proclamation rhymes. I think that's... <laughs> I'm gonna say, I don't know, I don't know. Just, I'm just asking questions. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think, and also, it's like I, I think it's just funny to go back in time and just be like, yeah, the my, the guy that started or like he like ended the Civil War because he wanted to make sure everybody was free, unequivocally a white man. Like, isn't that seems a little crazy going off America? You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's fun to think about. I uh, what's it? <laughs> What the fuck was I going to say? Forgot my stuff. Oh, everybody's worried about li li Big Brother watching them. You know, you guys, you worried about being surveilled, huh? It's like a big, big face. Like a uh, Big Brother's like the big stone face guy. He's watching your every move. You know who I'm worried about? I'm worried about Little Brother watching me. You know, because Little Brother's so much more annoying, don't you think? Right? <laughs> like Little Brother's like, what are you doing? You're like, shut up! I'm doing taxes. What's that? I don't want to explain this to you. Can I hang out? No! Be your own friends. You're fucking annoying. Little brother's way worse. Peering at you. Oh, I should. I do have to act that out more, but I don't want to. So I'm sorry. I should. If I if this is if I was dedicated to my craft, I'd I'd sneak down behind this and I'd peer my eyes over like a little toad man. But now I'll just explain it to you because it already bombed and I'm gonna keep bombing, and that makes me feel good. Uh, I'm gonna eat a cookie. Give it up for cookies and Pam. Yay, John Gallagher. <clears throat> that was awesome. Little known uh, fact about Abraham Lincoln, he was supposed to be a part of the Donner Party, and he canceled at the very last minute. He was friends with the guys that left in the Donner Party. He did business deals with uh, one of the idiots that left late, and he was like, I can't make it, and that was in his younger days. So interesting fact, he was supposed to be in the party where they uh, all ate each other. Your two comedians left, everybody. Your next comedian's been so patient here the whole time. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Raul Sudhartsen. Yay! Joe Biden's going to die, right? Uh, he's going to, we're all concerned for his health, right? No? So he's like, you know, like, we can all assassinate him with, like, patience. <laughs> Yeah, and like I've like I have an 80 year old grandpa, and like he like they say the doctor said if you want to prolong his life, just don't fall. Don't fall. That's Biden's best trick. Like Trump's gonna die too, but just because like Melania's had enough. But you know, <laughs> Biden, yeah, I'm concerned for him. Anyway, um, I miss heroin, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm I've been five months off it, and I had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I started doing fentanyl instead. Okay, <laughs> okay, uh, but um, 
I do fentanyl. It's not a very sustainable drug. I OD'd once, which is impressive if you know how many times these other guys have OD'd. Like some, someone said, like, I've OD'd 30 times. Like at that point, you're just homies with God. <laughs> just be like, you know, fucking, what's up, God? And then God's like smoking a joint. Like, you always just smoke and leave. What the hell? Is, is Biden going to come? No? Okay. <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, I, I OD'd and, um, I got Narcan back to life by a homeless guy, which, um, and I, I never found him. I could never find my savior. And I was looking for him because he stole the rest of my dope. <laughs> but now, like, I can't talk shit about the homeless. Not that I was before, but I can't talk shit about the homeless, like, at all. You know, like, if I ever, like, smell piss on the streets of San Francisco, I'm like, that's the smell of a second chance at life. <laughs> if I sound like a homeless guy tries to, like, fuck me in the ass, I'm like, you earned it, buddy. <laughs> all right, okay. Um, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm worse than fat. I'm skinny fat. You know, or as I like to call it, passive aggressively obese. <laughs> you know, like, it's a, if, if I was a girl, it could be easier. Like, I could call myself something cool, like slim, thick. But I'm a guy, so it's gross. Like, if you're a girl, it kind of, like, you can kind of get lucky, and it can go to your tits and your ass, and it's hot. And if you're a guy, it can go to your tits and your ass, and not the best. All right, we're not feeling that one. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, they say the worst thing you can say to a fat person is, uh, you're not fat, you know, because like, it's, like, patronizing. I disagree. I think the worst thing you could say to a fat person is, uh, oink, oink, piggy. <laughs> How many months pregnant are you? Okay. <laughs> and the second worst thing is, uh, you're fat. That would suck, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want to do the... That's the World Cup. Eh. You guys watching the World World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who to root for because like I'm Indian and like India doesn't have a team. But they did like build the stadium though, which like Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, they all built the stadium, which is like that's kind of like our World Cup, right? But um, you know, like every time like a Pakistani falls twenty stories to his death, we're like goal. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's do one more dark one. Okay, gas prices are up, right? Right, your gas prices are up. Suddenly it's financially responsible to get a DUI. Yeah, now you won't be paying $8 for a gallon of gas, and neither will that family of four. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. My name's Raul, yeah. Hey, Raul, yay! There's this one stadium that they call 947 and that's where if you want to root for someone root for the Swiss they made it to the they made it to the 16 and that's my team I love the Swiss but they're one of the stadiums they play in is called 947 and I think that's how many Bangladeshis are buried underneath it uh you're the, no they say that it's a they anyway your last comedian of the night clap your hands together everybody for Mark Neuer Oh, it's the same height. Okay. I think it's all going to be okay, ladies and gentlemen. We figured it out. Thank God. God bless. I've been saying God bless a lot more recently because I'm tired of God damning everything. Tired of it. Tired of it. I got a year off of cocaine, and that don't, please don't clap. That's gay. The clap, okay? And I suck cock and take raw loads in my ass, please don't clap for that. 
But when I hear like I, I like I try to tell people like I tell you know you're at work and you, you know, I'm like 27. I work with a bunch of 20 year olds and I tell them the good old days, you know, when you're snorting blow and jerking off for 19 hours straight and getting all creepy with socks, you know. Tell those stories to these people and think you're something. You hear about how heroin addicts overdose and then piss themselves on Sixth Street. It's like a way better story than jerking off for 19 hours on coke. The White Ranger, ladies and gentlemen, the Green Ranger, are you familiar? He's dead. He killed himself. Are you guys a, a unit? No. Are you guys a unit? You guys are a thing. You know what I mean? You guys are fucking. Are you guys together? You two? You guys. That's amazing, dude. Yes. <laughs> he killed himself. The Green Ranger killed himself over his, an argument with his chick. He killed himself. Dude is like a, a tr like a, a, th a three, a fourth degree, an 18th degree black belt. He could have karate chopped her into dust. And he didn't. That's my hero over there. Goes my hero. You know what I mean? Watch him as he goes. He could have kicked her into a different universe. And instead, he killed himself. The good man, dude. A good man right there. I could never be that guy. I couldn't, dude. <laughs> I would have to kill her than myself. And that's why I'll never be a Power Ranger. I'm just not cut out for the job. You remember when, uh, when uh, like you get a like a dollar off of a pack of cigarettes and like it actually meant something? Cigarettes are entirely too expensive, Pam Benjamin. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh, oh, I missed the light. I know. You know how some people are like, oh no, I ran the light, the, the light because I didn't see it. It's like you can't do that here. <laughs> We all saw the light, you know what I mean? God, I can't wait to see the light. <laughs> I really can't wait to die. I can't. I can't wait, dude. You know, every time I'm about to, like, you know what I mean? I get the chain because a rope is not going to hold this. I tie the, the chain up. I'm about to just into the light. Get a ding on the phone. Ding. This just in. New information about aliens. Like keeping me in the matrix forever. Keeping me in the simulation and forever. I'm about to deep throat a shotgun, right? And I'm about to blow my fucking brains out, right? And I'm right there just like, <laughs> just really fucking the shit out of this shotgun barrel with my mouth. My girlfriend, I'll pee in your mouth. Stop making this interesting. Thank you guys so much. God bless. Hey, Mark Neuer, everyone. Well, we did it, friends. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. I really appreciate all of you. And um, 
tonight at 10 o'clock piano fight there's that thing that we're all seems like everybody's in and i hope that i do okay oh my god um and now i have to go potty so badly so nobody go in the bathroom because I have to go. Oh, go quick, go quick, because I gotta go. I gotta go potty. So I've been back here dancing for like the past three comedians. Uh, so have a good night, everybody. Hope to see you later at Piano Fight, yay. Yeah, I think we could die.